Teen Time Present Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.hk. Teen Time Podcast On Demand. This is the Teen Time Science Blog. I'm Neil Chase. Here's a question for you. Where do you think the hottest place is on Earth? The Sahara Desert, maybe, or somewhere in the Middle East. Actually, it is a very interesting record to have, and it is not always the same. Climates do change, and there is a type of competition for which is the hottest place on our planet. Ever since 1922, the hottest place has been a city in northern Africa, in the country of Libya. But new calculations have just been released, and now the hottest place on Earth is in the United States, in the very appropriately named Death Valley. The World Meteorological Organization has deemed that Furnace Creek in Death Valley, California, is officially hotter than anywhere else, having reached a temperature of 134 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 56.6 Celsius. That just edged out the competition in Libya by a fraction of a degree. But whether it is 56.6 or 56.1 Celsius doesn't really make that much difference. It is still far too hot for me. The debate about whether food and vegetables should be genetically modified is a very controversial one. Some parts of the world accept genetically modified or GM food; others do not. In most of Europe, any food has to be labelled as to whether it may contain GM products or not. However, in the United States, there is no such requirement. Up till now, no genetically modified fish for human consumption have been allowed. But now, in the United States, authorities are allowing the breeding and sale of GM salmon. From a commercial point of view, this makes good sense. The fish grow bigger, faster, and are more resistant to disease. However, from the ecological standpoint, we really don't know what the effects of eating GM fish will be. Also, if the fish escape from their ponds and breed with regular fish, what the consequences of that will be too. So, whatever the future is of GM salmon, it will be watched very closely. I've mentioned the problem of poaching before on the science blog. That hunters around Africa are illegally killing elephants and rhinos for the huge prices they can get for tusks and horns. It is an uphill struggle to try and stop this poaching, but one solution that scientists are considering. Is to colour the horns of rhinos so that they are not attractive to poachers anymore. Scientists are experimenting with a pink dye that is injected into the rhino horn and permanently changes the horn to a pink colour. By doing so, it makes the rhino horn have no value for poachers, and so, in theory, keeps the rhino safe from illegal hunting. This process is not harmful to the rhino, of course, and if combined with GPS tracking, might be able to keep the rhino population a little more safe from illegal hunters. Science. You 
You might think that babies start to learn languages after they are born, but some interesting new research suggests that they might be learning some language even before they are born. Scientists in Sweden and the United States did a series of tests on newborn babies and found that the babies seemed to recognize language as soon as they were born, therefore meaning that they started learning before they were born. It's almost impossible to say how much the babies learned before birth, and it might just be the familiarity of language around them and not specific words as such. However, it did seem to be that the newborns could differentiate between the language of the people around them and any foreign language. How important are the colors of the cups and plates that we eat and drink from? European scientists have been doing a series of tests on the drinking of hot chocolate. That sounds quite a fun job to do at this time of year. But it appears that when we drink hot chocolate out of warm colored mugs, like brown colors, our brain actually thinks the hot chocolate tastes better than if we were drinking out of a colder colored mug, like a blue one. Of course, the hot chocolate itself was exactly the same, but it does seem that our brain can influence our opinion on what something tastes like by the color of the plate or mug that it is served in. This will certainly be used in the marketing of food in future. But if those scientists do want more people to test hot chocolate, I would be a very willing volunteer. And that's it for the Teen Time Science blog for another week. I'm Neil Chase, and I'll be back again next week with more from the science world. <laughs>